So the entire day will be nobody, especially in those communities that surround the church. Everybody, all Lord, will leave the venue on that Monday to come and test and see. Now, so you see that we need more hands. For instance, feeding about 1,000 people in one day is not a small pay. Making them come and play, children come and play in that same venue. It's not going to be a small thing. So this is the month where every one of us, you have to roll up your sleeve and for the love of Calvary, get involved in this harvest work. For the love of Calvary. For the love of Calvary. Nobody should be found sitting down this season for the love of Calvary. And some of you should do things. If you have, everybody must contribute to the welfare. So you have to take out of your good clothes, iron it very well. We package it. We are distributing under that center that is that everybody has something to give. You have some pots, you have two pots, bring one pot there. You have bucket, bring one bucket there. You have two shoes, bring one of your good shoes there. If we are showing the love of Christ to the community that is that Monday. You have good hearing, big your you, you, hearing. I hear it from Dubai already, sister. So these two years, take one of them and bring it. Mommy Judah, this combination of yellow, pink, and red. So you take out of the yellow, you take one yellow and give us the other yellow. Do you understand what I'm saying? You look too quick away not to have something to give on goods that day. Amen. Are we excited in serving Jesus? Are we excited in put your hands together for the King of Glory? Now watch and see. It's a seven weeks operation beginning from this week. It's a seven weeks for the love of Christ operation, for the love of Calvary operation, the seven weeks operation, starting from this week. Everywhere, the bike man tell him about Jesus for the love of Christ. Put away your shyness for the love of Christ and tell everybody about Jesus. And now see whether he will not enthrone you. Now see whether he will not decorate you. Before this operation, seven weeks operation is over, he will decorate you with your miracle job. He will decorate you, your destiny with his glory. If you believe, say, yes, I am available, Lord. Yes, Those of you who are pregnant, you carry your stomach like that. Huh? They will look at you, but I say, no, no, for the love of Christ, I can't sit down. I am witnessing, my baby is also witnessing with you. You saw our sister last Sunday, who came here to even still do accounting job. They quickly left her and decided to go and give birth. By the way, today, 4 p.m. is the day. All road leads to that day, Miss Harry that all road will lead to uh, mirror, mirror for that wonderful naming ceremony. It's a baby that had a name before she was born. She is anointed to this world to come and take over for Christ. Everyone also today is your day of fruitfulness. Yeah. Hallelujah. Put your hand together for Jesus. <laughs> now, let's get to the business of today. Last, I've been sharing with you breaking the yoke of barrenness. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Last week I told you that one of the things you have in computer design is what we call hardware com specification. Every computer has not got hardware specification because it is designed for a particular purpose. So, when you, a computer that is a graphic computer is being set up, the manufacturer knows 
that any computer that is called a game computer designed for game or graphic must have a specification called graphic memory. In fact, when the computer is designed to handle purely data processing, to browse, to type, to do basic things, that computer really needs, it does not really need a graphic card that is so high. So the manufacturer is not concerned for about that. But when a computer is designed for every graphic, for 3D operation, like the computer we are using for our broadcast right now, before it was purchased, we, are, we focus on the kind of graphics that it has. Because without that graphics, it cannot handle all the operation that it's doing online. So you hear a computer designed for graphics, then they will say something like, oh, it's a i9 computer. Any graphic person knows what that means. Oh, the memory or the RAM is 32 gig. The hard drive is about 2 terabytes. Then they say that the graphic card is about 8 gig or 2 gig or 4 gig. The, the owner who wants to use it for graphic is interested in that detail. But when you hear that maybe it's a Core i3, even though it's a computer, that computer will be barren when it comes to handling graphic. You say it's a Core i3. Oh, the memory is just about 4 gig. Oh, the, the, um, the hard drive is about 256 gigabytes. So even though it's a computer, both of them are called computer. When this computer that is a Core i3 moves into the realm of graphics, it cannot produce. Listen to me. When God designed human beings, when God designed you and I, He made human beings with a specific hardware specification. We were set up and He said, this human being I have created, number one, He said, be fruitful. Then He said, multiply. Then He said, replenish. Then he gave two other blessings. But the first three blessings is about the fact that you should bring forth in life. The first three blessings has to do with increase, has to do with productivity, has to do with topping up things. You have two children. Replenish means you are permitted to have another set if you desire. Replenish means you have, but you have the room to have more. Be fruitful means you don't have, but bring forth. Multiply means now you have, but let it begin to increase. But replenish means it has stopped, but you look at it. Can I stop at four? How can I stop at four? I want more. How can I stop this? What more? And the ability, the ability is inherent to you to what? To what? Replenish. Then the other two words, subdue. These are the five blessings God placed upon man. The hardware specification of man. Subdue means whatever wants to contend with your fruitfulness. Whatever wants to contend with your replenishment agenda. Whatever wants to contend with your mandates to bring forth. Now, to subdue means to quench, to put under, to, 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 to suppress. Now I said, rise above it and suppress it. This month of March, everything that has made you barren in any area of your life, you are suppressing it. Barrenness is not a blessing, it's a curse. But the good news is, Galatians 3 10, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, being made a curse for us, as it is written, curse is everyone that on a tree. In this part 2b of breaking the yoke of barrenness, I want to share with you 
Fought evil spirit of barrenness that you must learn to contend with. Four evil words that describe different evil spirits that are responsible for paradise. Why should you know about them? One root of deliverance is to identify the demon behind that operation. If I say to somebody here, hey, you come, a lot of you come. But if I say, Lola, come, that means all the unlolas will not answer me. Only the lolas will answer me. If I say, John, come, in court now, all the unjohn will not answer me. Only the Johnny just come, will what? Answer me. So when you know the name of the demon, Jesus said, what is thy name? He said, my name is Legion. Why did Jesus ask? Because it gives you the, an added advantage to begin to attack, defeat, and elect, and destroy the works of that demon. Now, evil words for paradise. These are evil spirits. These are different conditions of paradise. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 30, Genesis 20 to 21, Genesis 11, 30, Genesis 25, 20 to 21, and Judges chapter 13, verse 2 to 3. The Bible said in Genesis 11, 30, but Sarah was barren, she had no child. In Genesis chapter 25, verse 20, the Bible says, I, verse 21, and Isaac entreated the Lord for it because she was buried. In Judges chapter 13, verse 2, and there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of whose name was buried, and his wife was buried and bare not. All these three conditions is a particular one called Akka. Now what is Akka barrenness? Akka means the destruction of organ. The destruction of the generative organ. Aka means the remover of the productive organ. The remover of the productive organ. Now it means that whatever it is that is needed to bring forth, to give birth to that dream, to that vision, is not there at all at all. So for instance, you have someone who cannot read or write, and there is a job vacancy. And they have said, we need somebody who can read or write. So that means, the generative organ, what that which is needed for this man, to occupy this place of job, is not there. So naturally, natural condition says, this man cannot get that job. You have a woman, whose womb has been destroyed. No fallopian tube. Her ovary does not produce egg. According to the natural law, what is needed for her to bring forth a child into this world is not there. You have a man who does not have semen, or who they say has a low sperm count. It simply means the natural thing is not to father a child is not there. But the good news is this: when you bring impossibility for Jesus, it turns to possibility. When any form of impossibility meets with Jesus, the result will be possibility. The Bible says, with God, nothing shall be impossible.
possible. You may not qualify for it, but God has given it to you. You may not have the womb, but you will bring forth a child. You may not apply for the job, but God is giving you that job. You may not have the qualification, but God will enthrone you. David said, he brought me out from the mighty clay. I am not qualified. I was only in the mighty clay. But he set my feet on the rock to stay. It is God that lived from the dungeon of the mighty clay. Who could have taken David from bush to palace? Who could have taken David from bush to palace? That one is describing a car. David was there in the bush. But when the anointing of the Lord came in, he said, yes, even your brothers that are qualified, God is passing them by. This one that does not have what it takes to sit down on that throne is the one that will sit there today by this anointing. Whatever good thing you're not qualified for, whatever they said your family cannot get, I decree today that barrenness is broken over your life. You see, when I set forth my word according to the word of God, it will not return to me, boy. I'm going to add faith to every prophetic word. I am not just speaking, but I'm standing to speak the mouth of God. As I say it, it shall come to pass. I say to you, anyone suffering from a car harassment or a car oppression, today is your day of deliverance. You will come back again with testimony. In the name of Jesus. The second one is Shakur. S-H-A. K-O-L, Shakur, Luke 26, verse 22, Leviticus 26, Leviticus 26, verse 22. I will also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of children, and destroy your cattle, and make you few in number. Your Yorubako Shakur, this is, I missed, I missed, I, 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 I get it the wrong name. You, in fact, the Yoruba actually had the name for Shakur. Yoruba call it Ogwa Mubo. What does that mean? It means to suffer miscarriage. It means to suffer loss. It means to suffer abortion. It means to be bereaved. You see, these barren spirits, it means you will start, but you cannot finish. You see, when this one happens, it buys a land, but it cannot complete it. He tries to complete it, he runs out of money. He tries to complete it, he loses his job. He tries to build, but he cannot live in it. In other words, the, the life of a man suffering from Shakur will always be tainted and mad with uncompleted projects. She conceived, but she will miscarry. If the baby stays nine months, she will give birth to stillbirth. In other words, it means that it's Shakur at work. They propose, but they don't marry. The highest they ever do is to sleep with you. That is Shakur at work. You get a job, but you cannot keep it. You move from one job to the other. You cannot keep a job. Today, every harassment of Shakur, every harassment of Shakur, this evil spirit, I stand there under this anointing, is being broken over your life in the name of Jesus. Let your amen catch fire. That building project, you will complete it. Womb, I say God has no regard for the state of your womb. Listen to me, woman. God has no regard for your listen to me, woman. God has no regard for the medical result. I stand here as a servant of God to say, even the way that womb is, that womb shall bring forth a child. In the name of Jesus, you will think you are past the age of walking, but God is about to surprise you. 
See, that two start and starts and fail, start and fail. Now you can count one, count two, count three, four. Now this one you have started, will prosper in your hand. I said this one you have started, will prosper in your life. Shout amen. Say I am delivered. Please be seated. Is somebody getting me? The next one is OTSA. O-T-S-E-E-R. O-T-S-E-E-R. OTSA. OTSA. Proverbs 30, verse 15 to 16. Proverbs 30, verse 15 to 16. The hostage are two daughters crying. Give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Yea. Four things say, say not. It is enough. Verse 16. The grave and the barren womb. The earth that is not filled with water and the fire that seeth not. It is enough. Otsa is what you will call Ogui Daduro. I don't know it in Ibo. Maybe when I come in the world, world my Ibo people have not been helping me. I don't know why they are so jealous that when they are speaking, now I will understand. They know people, they, they have ganged up against me. They don't want to tell you. Even this Agwada that we, I know today, it just really touched me. How can you come and sing and you don't even teach me? But by fire, by force, I will know them. And I will see. This is Ogu in that room. You see, this was means to be in prison. Osa, to be in prison. It means to be under restraints. To be under his strength. To be under his strength. What does it mean? It means to, you do something, but no matter how many efforts you do, you don't pass the same level. He said it is never satisfied. You will keep pouring the water. It's not that you're not pouring the water, but you know that the basket is never full. Outside is a basket. That says, I'm not saying you cannot bring money home, but you never do something good with that money. So you realize that somebody suffering from ulcer. If she's, she can say, I have worked for 25 years, but nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. I remember one of the, one of the women in church that came to testify the other time. Came crying to me after that day. Said, I don't know. Pastor, I have, I, I'm going to retire soon. Nothing is happening. I said, no, God forbid. You heard that testimony the other day. You see, Otsa, Otsa, just says, keep working, but you have nothing to show for it. Abu to says, plenty of people, after, after their years in civil service, they will start queuing for pension within two years. You ask what happened to their productive years. It's because they never attacked the spirit of Otsa. Otsa means you gather, but wind is blowing it away. Otsa means... In your family, this is as far as they can go. They don't pass primary school. You know, so the, one of our brethren came to me. He said, Pastor, in our family, nobody has got into university. In fact, in secondary school, we don't finish. I said, well, now that you are in this, it is over. Today, two of them are in, even the three of them now that are in this church are all in higher institution. Three of them. They are the first of their kind, their family, to ever break that barrier of crossing secondary school. The three of them. Now in higher institution. The rest of them say in our family, we even struggle to, to do our head. That is Otsa. Otsa is like Alcoff. Say uh, in the leg or on the hand of a man. We are not saying you should not move, but you can't pass it. It's like a prison wall. You can eat there. 
You can do everything there, but they don't pass a point. I remember some of our brother here. A lot of them say that nobody has done white wedding. So you cannot be in this church and not do white weddings. No, you are not permitted because I did mine and all my children will do theirs. A lot of them are the first to do theirs. I'm not surprised because that barrenness cannot stay in this house. That barrenness cannot stay in this house. It is a restraining spirit that says you will not go beyond your father's ways. Today, whatever says you will not live more than the age of your father. Whatever says you will not exceed the age of your mother. Whatever say the prosperity of your household, that is as far as you can go. Today, by this anointing, you are rising above it. I said, by this anointing, you are rising above it. Whatever says people don't be on this age in your family, you will be the first to cross that age. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, shout, I am delivered. You heard the testimony of that sister. Said the twins don't stay. The highest is three months. The twins don't stay. The highest is three months. The day she gave birth to her twins, even before she gave birth, they said her blood has finished. See, she was wise. They said she needed about six, top five to six pints of blood. But she knew that she was wrestling not with flesh and blood. She was wrestling with the evil spirit that had been killing twins in the womb and when they arrived. So she knew that even though the thing is having physical connection, she must feed this evil spirit with something they cannot resist. And she engaged the power of the communion. You see, when we take the communion, we are raising altar of sacrifice. Sacrifice must be sacrifice. Altar must cancel altar. But the good news, the altar of our God will always succeed. The altar of our God will always remain higher. Listen to me. She says, she told the doctor, the husband, go and get me coke and biscuits. I need to do communion now. You see, God has chosen the foolish things of this world, my brother. To confirm why. She was not in church. I was not there. But my Jesus, the present in the time of day, was there with her. She broke the communion. She said, I bless this coke as the blood. I bless this biscuit as the body of Christ. I am not permitted not to be without blood. She drank it. Then told the brother, I go and take my blood. When they checked, they said, the blood was enough. What have you done? Within a few minutes, Jesus multiplied the blood. She delivered safely. And today, for the first time in that family, from generation to generation, what has been killing the trees did not kill her own. And till forever, those children will remain alive. Till forever, they will remain alive. You heard this is a living testimony here. Even she was here this morning. Today, what in killing them in your family? Every of death roving around your family. I decree by the blood of Jesus is just passing over your own household. You are escaping it in the name of Jesus. Shut fire. Please listen. The last one. Shimama. Shimama. The Europeans call Shimama. That's what they call it. Ogwen Fasayen. He said, most of you don't know that all these things are in the Bible. Ogwen Fasayen. That's why the Jews call it. What does it mean? I will give you the Greek, um, Greek word that describes it better. Which is the word, the English word that describes it better is despoliation. What do I call it? What does it mean? 
It is the act of ruining. The act of ruining, destroying or spoiling something. The act of ruining, destroying or spoiling something. It means looting, vandalism, plundering, to plunder. And it means ruination. The Bible describes three, I will give you three major events that describes this. Number one, Nehemiah chapter one verse two to three. Then Anani, one of my brethren, Nehemiah one, two to three, came and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. I will explain. The next scripture, that, the next event that describes it, Psalm 137, 1 to 5, it says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat. Yeah, we wept. When we remembered Zion, we hanged our up upon the willows in the midst thereof. Verse 3. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us myth. Sing. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Ha <laughs> ha. How shall we sing the lost song in a strange land? You see, when Shimama set in, it's a condition that ushers in affliction and reproach. You know, Shimama is a condition that ushers in what? Affliction and reproach. It's also a condition that ushers in weeping and discouragement. It simply means what used to be good all of a sudden has turned bad. The marriage that used to be heaven on earth, all of a sudden, that home now becomes a place of crisis. The business you used to go, that as customers are calling you left, right, and center, you then go to work, no single customer. We went to for outreach two Saturdays ago at uh, where's that place again? Pleasure. And I, I, instead of preaching, I began to pray for deliverance. I was standing at a junction. I just knew that somebody was under serious oppression. But it was my first time in that street. But I decided to obey. And I told the people that today is the first time I'm praying for deliverance at the open place. And I began to roll out the prayer point. After we finished, a woman came to see me. She said, Pastor, say please come. Took me to her shop. She said, this is my shop. He said, I used to sell, I sell food here. Not that I used to sell, she still sells food there. And I've been making money here. All of a sudden, one day I came to my shop and there were flies everywhere. The moment I chased all the flies away, Pastor, from that day till today, no customer has entered the shop. Pleasure here. No customer has entered that shop. Said, see, look at me. Ah, I know that it is over. I told her what to do. And I'm still getting, I'm, I'm going back. She does, she's not, I, I didn't do it because I wanted to have to come to church. But I, I said, maybe this is because of you God sent me here. Listen to me. Among my people are wicked men. 
that catches men alive. How can you chase flies and customers stop coming? It's because the Bible says, men sleep, his enemy came and sowed tears. So, see, mama simply comes to rob you of whatever is working and say, You, why will it be? Why will you, why will this be working in your life? These spirits come to say, You are not the type, you are not qualified to keep enjoying this good thing. So, all of a sudden, you don't understand what is going on in your marriage anymore. You don't know why you don't have a job anymore. You try, you fail, you try, you fail, you try, you fail. Now you look at your life and you begin to have a better yesterday. Anytime your yesterday is better than today, lift your voice and address your mama. Because the Bible says the path of the just is as a shining light. It's shining brighter and brighter and brighter. Your yesterday is never, is not permitted to be better than today. Your today is to always be better than yesterday. But when she mama sets it, she mama will make thing of the past. So the person that used to bring up money with ease will begin to struggle to even eat. The person that used to give will not be looking for a receiver. Today, <laughs> in this service, anyone that the enemy has brought low, has held bound under the spirit of Shimana, anyone under the afflicting of this evil spirit, I decree you are coming out of it today. I said today is your day of deliverance. Described David when the enemy attacked him with Shimama. The Bible said he was given Ziklag. He went out this day. Before him and his men came back, the enemy had carried his wife, carried his children, carried his business, carried his servants, carried everything, and they set it the remaining thing up a place. Verses said, when David and his men got there, they wept and wept and wept. <laughs> they were so discouraged. This is what Shimama does. Shimama will say that this is what we are. What is all this church thing? You carry Bible, carry Bible. What is that? Oh, your life is not even better than we that we are staying at home. Ah, today, God changes your story. We forge a very amazed by God. Number one, two fervent prayer. Prayer with expectation. Prayer with expectation. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Confess one to another your faults. Pray for one another. Then he went on to say, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power makes tremendous power available in his working. The power of God to deal with barrenness, regardless of the nature, is made available when we can pray. Listen to me. Take the barrenness project of your life. Take the barrenness of your life as a project. Stay with it until something changes. 
Elijah, the Bible said, was a man like us. He realized that this is time for rain and there was still no rain. The Bible says he bent his head in between his laps and began to call upon the God of heaven. He began to call upon the God of heaven. And the Bible said, go and check. Go and check. There was no rain the first time. There was no sign of rain the second time. Third time. But Elijah kept on praying. Elijah kept on praying. This is what is called Takuti. You stay there until your turn around show forth. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. The problem is that we are praying too little. We are not yet serious with our prayer. But when you are serious, you will attack it like a building project. You will tell yourself until something changes. I will not stop this prayer. You see, to deal with this barrenness, you must know that some of them have come from generation to the other, from father to father, from mother to mother. Now it has come to you, but it has come to the wrong person. Because as you pray, the power to silence every barrenness is going to be made available for you. This season, you are returning back with testimonies today. In the name of Jesus. The next one, engage the power of praise. Engage the power of praise. Isaiah 54 verse 1 says, Sing, O barren, that thou did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, that thou did not travel with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Psalm 67 verse 5 to 7 says, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth Yield and increase, and God, even our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the earth of shall fear him. You see, let don't allow them to say sorry. You see, sorry will lead to more worry. But now, listen to me. It is time to begin to engage in praise. Oh, begin. You see, David knew the power of praise. Praise is playing before God. He became a boy. But Micah said, why are you disgracing yourself? And he said, I am doing this because I know that there is a God in heaven who made somebody fruitful. Do you know what? The one who refused to praise remained barren all through our life. The one who prays, his memory is still alive today. As you enter into that place of praise, as you lift your hands, God is lifting you out of every barren situation. God is leading you out of every barren situation. The third one before we begin to pray. Because we are going to pray. Oh yes, we service. Because nobody is here by it. I said nobody is permitted to leave this service by it. Ah, listen to me. If you wanted to remember it, it's too late. Because today, even if you are watching online, or here, none of you is permitted to remain barren after this service. You cannot live here barren again. In the name of Jesus. Is somebody with me today? The next one is sow a seed. Sow a seed. In 2 Kings chapter 4, 8 to 12 and 14, the Bible described a woman who was barren. Even though she had everything, the thing she lacked was children. And she saw Elisha and began to say, let the man of God come and eat here every day. All she was doing was sowing the seed of food. Thereafter, she said to the husband, let us build him a house. Let us build him a house. Look at what the Bible said there quickly. 
Look at what that. Verse 10 of 2 Kings chapter 4. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And let us set in there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when it come to us, that it shall turn in tighter. You see, she was sowing the seed. Sowing, giving, giving, giving. Verse 11. And it fell on a day that it came tighter and turned into the chamber and lay there. Verse 12. And he said unto Gehazi, his servant, call these Shunammites. And when he called her, she stood before him. Verse 14 then said, and he said, then is to be done for her. And Gehazi answered, verily, she had no child, and her husband is old. You see, the generative organ has been removed. But she tapped into that grace to a given. Giving breaks the yoke of blindness. Sowing your seed. I always share with you how the Lord led me to give my one year house rent. When things were so down and out for my life. At another period in my life, I, nothing was working anymore. Nothing was working. And I had only one computer in heaven and earth. Only one. After that computer, nothing else. And the Lord said, go and give that computer out. I gave it to the person that the Lord said to, I should go and give it to, which was a pastor. The pastor could not afford to buy his child computer. And the boy has been disturbing him. And the pastor said, lifted up his eyes, ah, God, thank you. I've been thinking of buying my son computer. And he told me, you know what? Come here, my son. God must have sent you here. He told me to go into his bedroom. He told me what I said, take your bath and come. I took my bath and come and he said to me, today, whatever has kept you bound in this condition, you have God knew that the man had the authority but he first had to make me obey to meet his needs I left that place back to the prayer closet it's been 18 years of my life when that incident happened I don't think I'll ever remain the same again I don't think I'll ever remain the same there's power because a seed is permitted to produce so when you sow your seed you are actually giving permission for whatever you are believing God for to come forth as you sow your seed I see your anything represented by in your life, you are coming out of it. Yeah. Lastly, kingdom service. Kingdom service. Kingdom service. You see, you must know that children are either a gift or a reward. Children, fruitfulness are either a gift or a reward. It's either a gift or a reward. Psalm 127 verse 3 says, No, children are an heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. The fruit of his womb is his reward. Most people read the story of Anna and think that Anna's problem was Samuel. There were two encounters Anna. The first encounter was, is the most popular one, which is the one we read in 1 Samuel chapter 1. When she did not even deliver at all. But there was another encounter that Anna had. The first encounter gave Anna a child. The second encounter gave Anna children. You see, the first encounter, she vowed a vow. Said, Lord, there is a need in your house. If you give me the fruit of the womb, I am going to make this boy to serve you. Me, I'm not coming over. This boy will serve you. The day Anna took Samuel to go and fill the vacuum because God wanted to replace the children of Eli. That day, Anna received a second visitation. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18, 20 to 21. 
they bathed, but some minister before the Lord, being a child, guided with a lining effort. Verse 20. Now that you have brought Samuel, now that you have decided to serve God, verse 20 says, And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give this seed of this woman for the loan which is unto the Lord. And the Lord visited now so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child somewhere grew. The second visitation, the Bible did not say in the space of time. But maybe she gave birth to the five at once. Maybe she gave birth to the five in different succession. But the Bible said, when Anna loaned herself, you see, your service is your loan to God. Your service is your loan to God. Elkanah, Eli said, you have loaned your son. You have loaned your service. You are loaning God to sweat. You are not permitted to remember it. She gave birth to five. She gave one. God gave her five. It is time you know that God rewards labor. You cannot be sitting down and expect to be fruitful. You must first be fruitful in your service. Then God will also usher you into a new realm of fruitfulness. Anna never had five until she fulfilled the mandate of kingdom stewardship. Today, in this month, that's why I announce to you that this is the month of service. This is the month we dust our feet and get involved, get engaged. Every chapel, there you will see them. If you, have, if you don't have a fellowship in your house, this is the time to say, let, let them bring one to my house. If you are involved in all that we have been doing in this resurrection season, Jesus is not buried. He's still bearing fruit till today. Every time people give their life to Christ, it's because Jesus is fruitful. You cannot be serving a fruitful God and be barren. You cannot be serving a fruitful God and remain barren. So I want to tell you, if you want to be fruitful, get engaged in serving him. Get engaged in serving him. Labor for him. Set your way into his favor. Give yourself all attention to him. And your plan around will show forth. Congratulations. Your season of barrenness is over. Yeah. Now start your feet as we pray, everybody. Start your feet with me, everybody, as you pray. Lift your voice first and foremost and thank God for his word. Because somebody is coming out of barrenness right now. Now it's time to pray. So lift your voice and say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for your word. I celebrate your word. Everywhere you are, somebody lift your voice and thank him. Lift your voice and thank him. Lift your voice and thank him. Thank him right now. Thank him right now. Thank him right now with everything you have. Lift your voice and thank him. Lift your voice and thank him. Because your season to be free. Your season of deliverance has come. Somebody lift your voice and thank him. Lift your voice and thank him. Lord, I say thank you, Lord, for my season. His word causes fruitfulness. Oh, for my season of fruitfulness is come. Oh, Lord, I say thank you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, Father, Lord. Oh, Lord, I Oh, oh, oh. 
servants prepared with an auction from heaven. And by the only one, anyone called Barry from today will become fruitful. No one will leave this service barren. But before we do that operation, there is something that can hinder you from receiving. That is, if you don't know the tree itself, as Christ. I am the vine, you are the branches. So if you are cut off from the vine, the branches will wither. If your life is not connected to Jesus, there is no way he can make you fruitful. He cannot make you fruitful. So maybe you are watching online or in this place. You used to be a Christian. But you are backslidden. Or you have never served Jesus. You have never received Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray for you everywhere you are. Jesus wants to be connected to your life. So wherever you are right now, if you want to give your life to Jesus, at the viewing center, in your home, whatever, you want to say, Jesus, I want you to make me fruitful. I don't want the old paradise of my life to continue. Because sin will hinder you from fruitfulness. So if you want to, maybe you have also backslidden, you want to come back to Jesus. Whichever one you are, place your right hand on your chest very quickly, I want to pray for you. If you want to give your life to Jesus, I know you are here. God bless you. God bless you. Today is your day. Today is your day. Everywhere you are, God wants to make you fruitful. Now repeat this word after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be connected to the vine, Jesus Christ. Today, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that he died for my sins, that he was buried and rose again on the third. Today, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart to you. Please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. I give my life to you. Jesus, Son of the living God, come and take your rightful place in my life. Wash all my sins away with your precious blood and please write my name, Book of Life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, I thank you for those who have rededicated their life to Christ and those who have given their life to Jesus. I lift up this once into your hand, O oh God. Now let them be fruitful. Let them be rooted and grounded in your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. May they grow in the knowledge of Christ. I pray that you will grow and flourish in the knowledge of the Savior. Thank you, Father. For this one shall be established forevermore. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout a louder amen, somebody. We hope you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please stop our website at www.rtc.ng. May God bless you.